one plus one is uh, oh, it's gonna be one of those days. Um, four times three. What happens when you mix uh, red with blue? The color you get is purple or greenish. It depends on you know the weight of each. Uh, what happened when uh, the red pirates ran into the blue pirates? They crashed and they were all marooned. Okay? Okay, so sometimes you get a maroonish color. How about this? The capital of Vermont. Beautiful. One time I was driving to a business meeting with when I, back when I had my marketing agency before we planted Impact Rock. And we were going to a meeting and we were late and I was driving and I was speeding. And I see the lights behind me and I get pulled over. And, you know, we're dressed nice. And he's like, you guys are in a hurry? Yes, sir, we're in a hurry. We have a, you know, we have a business meeting. We're a little late for it. Potential new clients. It's our fault. We didn't plan, blah, blah, blah. Is there any way that we could get a warning? And, and I even said this. I'm like, I understand that you, you have within you the ability to show mercy if you want, because I don't deserve mercy. I deserve the ticket, because I was speeding. But if you want to show mercy, you can't. Is there anybody we can get a warning? And he just he's looking at me and you know, license, and so I'm handing him license, handing him registration. And as he's walking away, as he's walking away, he mumbles, "What's the capital of Vermont?" And I go, "Ryan, who was my business partner at the time." I'm like, "Ryan, what's the capital of Vermont?" He goes, "Uh, uh, Montpelier." So I stick my head out the window because by this time he's about to get back in his car. I said, "Montpelier." And he looks at me, and he shakes his head. He goes inside, and he pulls up my record to make sure I wasn't like a, you know, escape killer or whatever, whatever they do. And then he walks back to the window, and he hands me my license and my registration. He said, I bet you never thought that sixth grade geometry, uh, geography, geography, the sixth grade geography would get you out of a, would get you out of a speeding ticket. And we just started laughing, high-fiving, put the car in park, <laughs> or in, in drive, and, and kept going, this time within the confines of the speed limit. Um, having the right answer matters. H having the right answer, knowing the right answer matters. And when we don't have the right answer, it is on us to find the right answer. There is no excuse for staying in a place of ignorance. If I could just be that blunt, which I just was. There's no, there's, there's no excuse for that. When we, once we know we're wrong, once we know we're wrong, it just speaks truth. So I want to let you know right now, as we continue talking about rest, we talked about rest last week, and we're going to continue on that this week. I think a lot of us are wrong. And so I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit will just teach us and bring truth to us about this scriptural command to rest. We treat rest as what? Optional. We, we don't treat rest as a command. We treat it as optional. We treat it as uh, it's a busy season, don't have time. Rest. And when I'm talking about rest specifically, I'm talking about Sabbath. And Sabbath means rest. 
So we're going to be in a few different scriptures today. We're going to start in the Old Testament. We're going to start with Exodus chapter 20, and, and I'm going to read a passage and then just unpack it. And in doing so, I'm going to bring up four different truths about what Sabbath is. There's way more than four, but I'm going to talk about four, okay? Exodus 20, verse 8, and I'm going to read 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or, or the sojourner, your, any guest who's within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in them. And he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So we see in this passage that for six days, six days, our measurement of days. Okay, for us, for the world, it was six days. You know, for God, you know, he's not bound by time. So for six of our days, God spoke the world into existence. And on the seventh day, God did what? He rested. Now, he didn't rest because he was weary. That's not why he rested. That word rest is the Hebrew word nuach, which means to draw breath, to inhale. On the seventh day, he inhaled. When he spoke the word, the world into existence, what do we do when we speak? We're exhaling, right? You ever tried to see like how far you could get, like in the alphabet, or how many numbers you could speak in the, in the course of an exhale? Um, but God spoke the world, everything we know, into existence in the course of an exhale. He spoke it, and then he drew breath. There's something satisfying about that deep drawing of breath. This is what God did. And he, he modeled to us what we are to do. We are to be refreshed. We are to draw breath. We're, we're to, to pause, to admire. As I read these scriptures, truly hope you grab a hold of these practical takeaways. Our first takeaway is this. Number one, Sabbath is a day to catch your breath. It's a day to rest. What happens when we breathe in? Like what happens physically when we breathe in? There's an enlargement that takes place. That's what God desires for us, for there to be an, 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 an that we're enlarged, an enlargement. To catch your breath. This rest aspect, you guys, we're just not good at it. And I think we're not good at it because we don't, we don't grasp the fact that this is a command of the Lord for one purpose and one purpose only, for our good, for our benefit. 
this is good. This is not for some religious obligation, although at one point that's exactly what it was for. Religious obedience, religious obligation, then traditions came that added to the law. And so there are all these laws spring forth from other laws, and there were all these traditions. And in it, the truth of God's faithfulness and generosity was just missed. Number one, the Sabbath is a day to catch your breath, your breath to rest. Deuteronomy 5.15 says this. You shall remember that you were a slave. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Isn't that interesting? Number two, Sabbath is a day to remember that we were once enslaved. That's what it says. Remember that you were once slave. Remember that you were once bound to sin. Remember that you were once just wrecked by shame. Remember that you once were just completely lost without an answer, without a help, without strength. Our Sabbath should always include a remembrance of what God has done for us. And this remembrance always leads to gratitude. It does. When we remember where we once were, when we remember that state of just being wrecked and without life, without God and without hope and without salvation and forgiveness and doing it all on our own strength and our own merit, when we remember that that is no longer how we live our lives, the natural next step is gratitude. Lord, you're so good. Lord, you're so worthy. Lord, I give you thanks. Remember bondage. That's kind of crazy, but that's the command. Remember bondage. Remember oppression. Remember depression. And here's what's key. Remember without fear. See, some of you, when I'm talking about remembering and remembering depression, remembering bondage, remembering, remembering these heavy things, some of you, I bet even now, there's a stirring of that, that stirring of fear. I don't want to remember. I want to forget. Right? I want to forget. I don't want to remember that. But here's the thing. Either our God's our healer or he's not. Either, either our God is our deliverer or he's not. He is our deliverer. That is truth. He is our healer. That is truth. And he wants to heal us to the point where that we can remember without trepidation. We can remember without fear. We can remember because what we're remembering is not the what? Not the bondage. Not the chains. Not the shame. Not the sin. But remembering where we were and that our God took us from that place. Do you know that both the New Testament and the Old Testament contains scripture that taunts our defeated enemy with the same taunt, and I love it. I, I do. 
When I, when I used to play basketball, I loved talking trash. When I played fantasy football, I loved talking trash. When I played basketball, um, I'm, I'm a little shy of 6'2". When I had hair, I could say I was 6'2", but now I'm like, uh, I'm a little shy of 6'2". Um, and uh, I was too small to be like a power forward or anything, but I was still a pretty big guy. So my senior year, I remember my coach told me, he said, Harper, you get five fouls. And if you don't use all five, you're going to run. <laughs> and, I, and I fouled out most games. I fouled, because I'm sitting there going, it's, it's the fourth quarter. It's the second half. And I got two fouls left. So I like to talk trash. But check out this. Paul uses this in, in 1 Corinthians 15. It says, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? We can remember without the sting of that, that incident. We can remember when we've allowed the Lord to heal us, when we've invited Jesus into that healing process. We can have that same talk. Death, you ain't so bad. You ain't so tough. That thing that you meant to kill me with has no power against me. But here's the key, guys. Time doesn't heal jack. We're told that time heals all things. That is not true. Maybe-ish, maybe some things it'll, but not the big things. You know what heals all things? Jesus. Jesus. And so we invite him into that hurt. So even now, if you're sitting there going, I don't want to remember that, would you invite Jesus into it? Would you invite him in and say, Jesus, I just invite you into this memory that still wrecks me. Would you, I invite you into this memory that still has power against me. Remember this, friends. God brought you out. Or how about this? God is bringing you out. Even the hardships that we're walking out right now, God is bringing you out. He's at work. scripture I read says that God brought you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And I just want to remind us that Jesus freed you with two outstretched arms. This remembrance should always be followed by gratitude, always. Remember two is Sabbath is a day to remember that you were once enslaved. The next verse I want to read is Psalm 92, 1 through 2. I don't think we have the heading here. If we can pull that up. Um, Okay, so that's just the verse. But in my Bible, and probably in your Bible, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, there's a heading here. And, and in my Bible, here's what the heading is. It's a psalm, a song for the Sabbath. A song for the Sabbath. And here's how it begins. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning, and to declare your faithfulness by night. Number three is this. Sabbath is a day to give thanks. Sabbath rest without thanks is not rest at all. It's not. Sabbath without rest is not Sabbath. Or Sabbath without, without thanks, without gratitude. 
same thing. She's just transformative. It is. Sometimes it's hard to do. Think about this. Think about, I don't know what different traditions y'all have. Um, if your family does this or not. But I think about the times that as a family, uh, Kara and I and our kids gather together for a meal. And with Thanksgiving coming up, a Thanksgiving meal and giving thanks for something. And saying it out loud. Hey, we all have to give thanks for something. You know what the first response usually is? Well, I can't. Why? Because I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> and, we're, and as we're giving thanks, most of us are crying. Most of us can't make it through. Because it's, it's powerful. There's power to it. And sometimes it's emotional. And so we do everything we can to prevent ourselves from getting emotional. I don't want to cry. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to be weak or vulnerable or whatever it is. But when we give thanks, it's meant to evoke emotions. Joy. Giving thanks brings about joy. It's transformative. Giving thanks brings about hope. It's transformative. Giving thanks. Giving thanks brings about healing. Giving thanks brings about cleansing. Giving thanks is also very much that, oh, it refreshes the soul. And this is exactly what God wants to take place when we Sabbath. Refreshing our spirit. Again, three, Sabbath is a day to give thanks. And the last verse I'm going to read today is out of Mark chapter 2, verse 27 and 28. And Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man, is what Jesus says, not man for Sabbath. It is not about the religious obligation. It's because God has made something for us, and when God makes something uniquely for us, you better believe it's good. We can take it to the bank. So number four is this. Sabbath is a day, and it is a gift. I have to remind myself of this, because there's times I, I piece together a Sabbath. Or I piece together a Sabbath day instead of taking a day. Following the example of our God who rested a day. The Sabbath was made for us. It is a gift from God. And the rest that we receive from Sabbath, it's a gift. It's a good gift. We're approaching the season of questionable gifts. You, you got a work Christmas party. You're going to get a questionable gift. You go to a white elephant. You're going to get a questionable gift. Someone goes, oh, crap, I didn't get a gift. And they stop by, they stop by the Circle K. You're going to get a questionable gift. Or the Walgreens. Walgreens at least Walgreens has, like, um, a toy section. And I promise you, whatever gift God gives us, it's a good gift. 
and we're to receive it and we're to enjoy the remarkable gift of Sabbath. There's nothing generic about that gift. Now here's the, the amazing thing. It's custom made for you. It is. The Sabbath that God has, it is custom made for you. Because he knows you. He knows you. He knows how we need to rest. He knows how we need to be refreshed. He knows how we, we need to be strengthened. He knows what we need to be encouraged. How is he going to receive those things? How is he going to receive this gift if we're not intentional about taking the gift? About opening the gift. About using the gift. You can give me the most amazing gift. And I could look at the outside and go, oh, it's so beautiful. Beautiful wrapping paper, beautiful bow. Which your wife clearly wrapped, not you. And we could just set it on a shelf and never use it. And that gift, I mean, it might have something of worth. But until we open it and, and embrace it and use it, it's not fulfilling its purpose. It fits perfectly. The, the, the Sabbath that God has for you, it fits perfectly. It has all the smells and the feels and everything. It's made just for you. And guess what? Like Cousin Eddie on Christmas vacation, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Rest is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm serious. Rest is contagious. It benefits you remarkably. It benefits me incredibly. But it doesn't stop there. See, it benefits my wife. Because when I embrace Sabbath, then there's more joy in our home and there's 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 more love and, and it benefits my kids. It benefits my friends. It benefits my neighbors. It benefits that clown who just he drives like the guy that I just have grace for him because I'm Sabbath. Because I'm re I'm telling you, it benefits everybody. And here's the key: your Sabbath is not limited to any set day. It doesn't have to be Sunday. Your Sabbath doesn't have to be Sunday or Saturday. For, for most of us, Sabbath is a Sunday. But I was talking with a Durham preschool um, at drive time recently. Um, an Erie police officer parked his car and came over and was there just to kind of help mitigate the flow of, of traffic and make sure people weren't speeding. And he and I were talking and, and I asked him, I invited him to church. And he's like, oh, I, I actually work every Sunday for the next eight months. I got my schedule. So for him, Sunday is not his Sabbath. For some of us, depending on your schedule, I mean, I, I know that, that Euchre, he's a pilot. Sundays haven't been able to be his Sabbath. He's, this is the first Sunday he's been in town for a while because he's been traveling. But he has a Sabbath. It is a gift from God. He has to grab a hold of that Sabbath. And in the midst of that Sabbath, there are things that he has to do. Give thanks. If he truly wants to rest, there, there has to be an intentionality to it, to, to giving thanks, to resting, to remembering.
lay for me, brother? He's like, <laughs> he's like, you pointed at me. I, I, I want to paint a picture for you, and this is this is a picture of biblical sex. Okay, this is a, this is a picture of biblical Jewish Sabbath. Sabbath for us, you know, we wake up on Sunday morning. All of a sudden, no, it's Sabbath. Okay, if that's the day that we're Sabbathing, but for them, it it was a set day, and that day began at sunset on Friday evening, and they could not work. So talk about intentionality. They had to prepare for Sabbath. They had to, you know, Karen and I made chili last night, so there was a whole lot of chopping and frying and and blending and everything and cooking and stirring and all that has to be done before Sabbath in this in this Jewish tradition. Meals had to be prepared for for that Sabbath day ahead of time. Work had to be done, even thought to and prepared ahead of time. So now, it's not sneaking up on them. They're not surprised by it. Sabbath is coming every single week, right? Sometimes I feel like that it sneaks up on us. We're like, oh, I'm too busy to take a rest. Oh, I'm too busy to honor the Lord in this. Oh, it, it just totally took me by surprise. Life shouldn't take us that by surprise. It's pretty consistent. There's so many patterns that we're going to see every single week or every single day. So imagine this, them people gathering together, the, the closer it got, late afternoon, early evening. People having done the things they're doing and setting work and toil aside. And looking to the sunset. Here comes the sun. Watching it set together. When we, uh, all of our kids were out of the house, but when, when our kids were home, Kara or I, we would just yell through the house, everybody come outside. The sun is setting. It's so gorgeous. You've got to see this. And we'd all just meet on the front porch and we'd just look. Look, look at the sky and the colors. And we're so blessed in Colorado. Such amazing sunsets. And we'd watch the sunset. And it would just, just so peaceful and so enjoyable. And imagine that being the start of their Sabbath. And the sun sets, and now it's Sabbath. And now they gather, and the meal has been prepared. So now they eat together, and they celebrate together, and they laugh together, and they enjoy wine together. That's Sabbath. And then, when it's all done, there's no dishes to do, because that would be work, and we couldn't do that. When it's all done, then they rest. They sleep. And they wake up refreshed, and they wake up, and it's still Sabbath. And they have another pre-prepared meal. And they have a time of thanks, and they have time of praise, and they have time of worship, and they have time of remembrance. They intentionally remember, we once were slaves, and now we're free. We once were bound, and now we have liberty. and they give thanks and they're refreshed and when they gave thanks they gave thanks out loud it was part of their worship and of course they're going to cry because that's what happens as we talk about how good our God is it stirs things within us and we often cry I'm a crier raise your hand if you're a crier I'm a crier 
happen. And it's a gift. So I'll, I'll challenge you guys with this. Are you taking the Sabbath? I don't care what day it is. See, for me, I'm still on the clock. I'm just being honest with you. I'm still on the clock. I, I don't Sabbath yet. Even though I love everything about it, I love getting up early, spending time with the Lord, the prayer, you know, the, the sermon finalization, all that stuff. But if, if I'm still on the clock, I guess that's the best way I could put it. But there comes a point this afternoon when there's just a shift in me and I just start giving God thanks. Lord, just thank you. Lord, just mercy and favor. Lord, Lord, I trust you for the ways that you change lives. Lord, I thank you for the ways, Lord God, that you honor who you is by you. And Lord, I just give all the results of today's service to you, Lord. You're the healer, not me. Lord, you're the, the, the strong one, not me. Lord, I, Lord I, I give it all to you. Lord, I thank you. And I just start giving him thanks. And next thing you know, I'm like, okay, there it is. Any obligation, because there is an obligation. I have an obligation to you. I have an obligation to the Lord. But at some point, I'm like, that obligation is gone. And it's just praise. The, the obligation's gone, and it's just worship, and it's just thanks. And here's the thing, you guys. We all have to do this to receive this gift. Everyone's going to benefit from this. But let me make this abundantly clear. The gift is given individually to you and to me and to all of us. Young people, you got a Sabbath. Older people, you got a Sabbath. I know people that they, they they shut down their iPad and their phone and they Sabbath. And that's brilliant. Those people don't play fantasy football. Maybe in the offseason. There, there has to be an intentionality. There does. There has to be an intentionality to giving thanks. There has to be an intentionality to all the things that the Lord is asking us to do, has modeled for us to do, so that we can catch our breath. We can remember our freedom by remembering what he's lifted us from and what he is taking us through right now. so that we can give thanks and receive this day not as a religious obligation but as a gift. Now can we bow our heads? And Lord, let this word yes, let your word let your word go deep into our heart, Lord God. Let the truth of this word just grab a hold of our hearts. Lord, if we're not Sabbathing, if we're not resting, if we're not worshiping you in this way, Lord, then, then we hear you today. Thank you for this reminder. And Lord, we ask you to, to help us with our busyness. Help us with our comfort level of our existing schedule, which oftentimes has no room for you or has no room for rest. Give us your help in this place, in the rest, in the peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to talk about rest again next week.
going to talk about rest again the week after that. After that, I don't know. Uh, that could be it. We'll see. But here's the thing, guys. Let's, let's grab a hold of this. Let's chew on this. And let's apply the truth we see in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is just bringing to our hearts even today. Let's apply it to our lives so we can benefit from his wonderful gifts. I leave us with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have a restful and wonderful day, my friends. God bless y'all.